Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jamie Edwards, and this is Junior Varsity Radio. And this will be my first series. This is called the State of Florida Football. And we are going to talk about Florida State, as well as the University of Florida and the University of Miami, strictly their football teams. Um, so I'm very interested. Obviously, I, I've grown up in the state of Florida. Um, I grew up a Florida fan as I've kind of gotten older and all that. I, I don't really have a preference. I've just become more of a Florida fan uh, when it comes to Florida State. I just I want them all to win. Uh, so anyways, so we are starting this new series today. And we are going to talk about the king of the Sunshine State right now. And I'm saying right now, uh, I'm putting those air quotation marks you can't see me, but I promise that I'm doing them, and I, I feel extremely weird. I, I'm doing this and explaining, as I'm saying right now, I, I feel very weird, so I'm just, going to, I'm just going to keep going. But anyways, yeah, so the king of the Sunshine State, right now, again, they're back, they're in quotation marks, I can't stop doing it. But we're talking about Florida State, and we are talking about the Knowles, alright? Now, the head coach for the Florida State... Seminoles is Jimbo Fisher. This is an impressive uh, coach. I love uh, watching um, the uh, his offense, and I love watching his defense. I think what he does offensively, uh, he's very multiple, where he'll run sets from uh, using a single back, which is just a running back. Usually he'll have two tight ends and two wide receivers out, or have three wide receivers and a tight end. Uh, and then he'll go to an I formation, which is the quarterback, um, fullback and a halfback, which is kind of more of a power running scheme. And then he'll move to a pistol formation, which is kind of um, um, the quarterback is four yards back from the center and has a halfback behind him. And then he goes, that's not even enough. And then he goes to shotgun, um, which is seven yards back from the center. And usually run, he's so far back that the running backs and all that are behind him. Uh, but like I said, I love what he does offensively because I love that he, uh, he'll he have two wide receiver sets. He'll have two and one wide receiver sets, which is three. Then he'll, have, <clears throat> then he'll have two and two, which is four. And then sometimes I've even seen him go five wide. Um, I love how he uses the tight end position as well. It's become a really big part of his offense. So like I said, I love watching Jimbo Fisher's offense. But anyways, this man. He is 78-17. and 17. That is his overall record as a head coach. That is an 82% win percentage. He has a 5-2 bowl record, which is 71%. And then, remember when I said he was, they were the king of Sunshine State right now? Those air marks, damn it, I can't stop doing them. Um, he is 6-1 versus Florida, and he is 7-0 versus Miami, which is a total of 13-1. Which, if you do the math real fast, I'm very proud of you. But that is a 93% win percentage over the other two uh, top teams in Sunshine State. Now, let's talk about this roster that Jimbo Fisher, um, that he had last year. So, we're going to start to talk about the offense that he had, the offense and defense he had last year when it comes to the leaders. We're going to kind of outline um, who they lost, as well as who's coming back. And then we'll talk about recruiting in a little bit later. But anyways, so his top starters from last year was DeAndre Francois. He was the quarterback. I really like DeAndre Francois. I think he's a really big uh, athletic type of quarterback. He has a really big arm. 
he can kind of be inconsistent uh, with accuracy as well as kind of he doesn't always make the right reads. Um, but I love the way that Jimbo Fisher uses him. Jimbo Fisher will um, he'll have run first options for him. He'll have passing options where he might read half the field, maybe a quarter of the field. Um, and then also he has them where he does full reads. Um, and then you also have those run pass options, which is a big deal right now in college football. So you have a pass play maybe. Well, it all starts from the run play. So you'll have a run play. Maybe it's a dive play or it's that read option play which is you fake a handoff to the running back, and it all varies on the defensive end, uh, where you either hand it off to the running back, you'll take the ball yourself. And then, he's, and then what happened was some coaches said, that's not enough. We need to stress defenses more. And then now they have the pass option on top of that, which creates such a stress for the, offense, uh, for the defense, because now you have a defensive end who has to read um, you know, who the ball is going to. You have the cornerback who has to read you know, is it a run play or is it a pass play, as well as that secondary. And then you put a real big stress on the linebackers as well. So DeAndre Francois, Dalvin Cook, we know Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Everyone knows Dalvin Cook. Um, this man was, a, he was a real treat to watch when he, in his freshman, um, sophomore, and junior year. He had 1765 rushing yards on top of 19 rushing touchdowns. And then we go to Travis Rudolph. He might be someone that, Maybe a lot of people don't really know. Obviously, if you watch Florida State, you knew he was the receiving leader uh, in yards as uh, as well as touchdowns. And then I did not forget the people who like to watch defense. Um, I I love Florida, the Florida State defense that um, that is there. I love it's kind of like a three four scheme, but it's also kind of a four three scheme. I I like to watch it. Um, you know, it's real aggressive on the inside when it comes to the defensive tackle and defensive ends as well as always having linebackers that are real athletic. But I think what I love is the usage of the safeties. Um, you have a safety that kind of plays up. They play a lot of um, a lot of uh, one-man, one-high safety, uh, which I, I love to watch because it, it kind of puts a stress on the offense to where you don't know if it's a, read, uh, if it's a blitz or if it's maybe not a blitz in a zone coverage or maybe it is a blitz on top of man coverage. So I love to watch it. And... Demarcus Walker, he is the leader in sacks from last year. He is also from Jacksonville, Florida. He is from our very own Sandalwood High School. And then you have Matthew Thomas, who is the linebacker from last year. Uh, he is going to be back this year. And he was the leading tackler from last year with 77. And then Tavares McFadden, as a true freshman, he is a long, um, a long cornerback. He had eight interceptions. So we talked about kind of the stat leaders from last year. I want to discuss, I want to give the top three players that have, are, they're, they're losing. So we're going to go 3-2-1, and I'll kind of explain, um, you know, why they're such a big deal while they're losing, and that's Travis Rudolph at number three. Now, Travis Rudolph, like I said, he was the leading uh, receiver from last year. I think he kind of, uh, kind of gave DeAndre, DeAndre Francois a little, continu a little continuity. Um, they, they've been together for a while. I think Travis Rudolph, he was extremely talented. I don't think he kind of um, reached his potential, but I do think Travis Rudolph was really well, really good last year. Um, I think he did kind of struggle a little bit. He's a big, um, he can kind of get over the top of the defense, which means he, he's, he's got a lot of speed. He's got size. I think he kind of struggles a little bit in route running, but um, I do think they are going to miss him. 
because they kind of don't now they kind of need to find that top receiver again and then we go to number two who is Demarcus Walker and like I said he is from Jacksonville but he had 16 sacks last year he had 45 tackles now if you watched the Florida State game you knew <laughs> Demarcus Walker number 44 this man was a beast and the reason he was a beast obviously because he he worked out and he studied film he did all that but I think what made him such um so talented was a what made him so talented was the usage that he uh he was how he was used on that defense he was used as a defensive tackle he was a pass rushing defensive tackle but he could move to the defense and then uh he's extremely versatile uh when it comes to pass rush as well as um stopping the run so number one i i think this is kind of a given and that's dalvin cook uh this man carried the team at times last year as well as the year before so you know i you know, Florida State fans, I know we're all going to miss Dalvin Cook. Um, for Florida fans and for Miami fans, we're happy that man is gone. So so those were the top three people that have left. Um, you know, and that's Travis Rudolph, Demarcus Walker, and uh, Dalvin Cook. And now we're going to go talk about the top five players that are coming back. And we're going to go 5-4-3-2-1. But before we go 5-4-3-2-1, I want to mention, uh, kind of have some honorable mentions. Guys that kind of didn't make the list. Um, but I could also put them on the list. And the first one, they're both wide receivers, by the way. And, um, the first one is Nyquan Murray. So Nyquan Murray, uh, he is the top returning receiver. He had 27 receptions. He had 441 receiving yards on top of five touchdowns. Now he had 16.3 average yards per reception. So what that's telling you is this guy is a playmaker. He is a guy that can make, um, he can make you miss in space. He is the type of receiver that you kind of put at the slot and you'll have him run little bubble screens. You'll have him run little out routes. you have him run little crossing routes with his speed. Um, I think he, he is a killer when it comes to man coverage because of his speed. I think he also, with his speed, he is able to beat zone coverage and finding kind of the gap in the zone coverage and sitting in it. So I think Nyquan Murray has a, has a chance to be a really big part of this offense. And then... Another wide receiver I want to talk about is Auden Tate. Now, Auden Tate, uh, so you have Nyquan Murray, who's that playmaker, make, you know, uh, give the ball to him as quickly as he can, let him make a play. Auden Tate is the opposite of that. <laughs> you know, Auden Tate, um, he's, really big, you know, he's a really big receiver. He's long. He, he's athletic. But what I think what he is is he's more of a red zone threat, and he's a guy that can kind of take the top off of the defense as well. So, so what you're kind of seeing is Nyquan Murray and Auden Tate are kind of going to do what Travis Rudolph could do, but instead it's going to be two, two into one. That's why I wanted to mention him in the honorable mention. Um, Auden Tate, like I said, he's a big receiver, so he's a really big red zone threat, but he's pretty, um, he's a big receiver as well, so he can be, kind of beat press coverage, so he can kind of take the top off of defenses. So he is um, a deep threat as well. So we're talking about Nyquan Murray and Auden Tate. Now let's get to the top five, guys. Number five, Matthew Thomas. We already talked about him. He was the, um, the leading tackler from last year. He, he plays the linebacker position. Uh, he plays very fast, and he's very physical. And the stat that I really wanted to look at was he had 50 solo tackles. That is a lot of solo tackles, if you don't know. So what that tells me and what I've seen when I watch the film is he's, he's a ball hawk. He really he knows where the ball is at. He reads plays extremely well. He puts a lot of stress on the quarterback when it comes to the quarterback maybe reading um, the linebackers. 
So it puts a lot of stress on the uh, on the quarterback. He has a speed to get to the outside to get the to get the running backs. He has speed and size to be able to cover a tight end, maybe, uh, which can be which is kind of what's called on with um, with linebackers. Uh, so he has this, but he also has kind of a pass rush ability. So I love Matthew Thomas. I love what he can do. And speaking of pass rush, we're going to go to I think going to be the star pass rusher last uh, this year, and that is Brian Burns. He was a true freshman last year. He had nine and a half sacks. So that tells you how how good this uh, young man is. Uh, I do think he is a pure pass rusher, so I think you they know how to use him. And like I said, it's kind of a 3-4, 4-3 scheme. Put him on the edge, let him go. Um, you kind of, so so what you want to do kind of in that 3-4 scheme when you have a pure pass rusher on the outside is you kind of want to have bigger defensive tackles to kind of take up. Um, so you want your two defensive tackles to kind of take up three offensive linemen, maybe four <laughs> if they're that good. And you kind of put the, your pass rushing defensive end out kind of wide uh, from the defensive line, a little bit outside the offensive line. So you kind of create a one-on-one situation with um, your defensive end and your tackle. So that's what they did a really good job of on Brian Burns. I think he's going to only improve with his pass rush, but I think you're going to see him improve as well uh, in his ability to stop the run. So I do think he is going to become more of a all-around threat and more of a um, every-down type of defensive end. So so at number three, we have DeAndre Francois. And I know Florida State fans might say, look, this guy needs to be number one. I have him at three. I'm not crazy, I swear. DeAndre Francois, I do think the offense is fully going to rely on DeAndre Francois. I think they're going to have a very uh, tough time replacing Dalvin Cook. Uh, but we, I will get in later how I think they can do it. But DeAndre Francois, like I said, the offense is going to run through him. He's going to be asked to um, read defenses a lot more. He's going to be asked to make audibles at the line of scrimmage. And not only that, but outside of the football, um, you know, in weight rooms and classrooms and, you know, the dorms or whatever, he's going to kind of have to be a mentor towards those younger uh, men. And he's going to have to really be a leader off the field. So DeAndre Francois, I think, is really important now. I'm going to get to, now my top two guys, this is the strength of what I think the Florida State football team is this year, and that's in the secondary. So number two, I have Tavares McFadden. Tavares McFadden, he had eight interceptions last year. Uh, he's a really long cornerback. What that kind of helps with, with being a long cornerback, is it kind of helps in press coverage. So what it means is you're able to uh, kind of go 1v1 versus uh, wider seer because you have that length, you have that speed, you have that athleticism. Uh, you can be kind of put on that island versus that wide receiver. But what that allows the defense to do is kind of create more pressure in their front seven, uh, you know, with linebacker blitzes and stuff like that. Or it even puts pressure on only rushing four and kind of having um, more people in the secondary. So it's really interesting what can happen when you have a number one cornerback that's kind of long, uh, athletic, kind of strong. Um, you know, he's able to kind of almost take away a wide receiver. And then number one, Derwin James. He did not play last year, but he did play his freshman year, so he's going into his junior year. And this guy is a straight alpha male. This man is a beast. This man, if you've watched Florida football for a while, Florida State football for a while, I apologize. I apologize, I said that, Florida State fans, and I apologize, Florida fans, don't kill me. 
Uh, but Derwin James, if you've watched this, man, he is Jalen Ramsey, um, except he's he's going to play more of that safety role. And Jalen Ramsey, I, I love Jalen Ramsey. I don't think he's as versatile as Ramsey because Ramsey played cornerback. He played uh, boundary cornerback, nickelback, and he kind of played that kind of star safety. Uh, the star safety is kind of... Uh, he's a safety, obviously, so he plays back. But he is also the safety that can kind of creep up and kind of play as almost like a fourth linebacker. Um, so I don't think he's as versatile. I think he's that star safety, but I don't think he can kind of play that nickel back, uh, which is their third cornerback in a nickel set. And then their boundary, um, their boundary cornerback, which is kind of their, their number one cornerback which is kind of what Jalen Ramsey was. But I do think Derwin James, he's a star safety. He is a monster. He is an alpha male. Uh, so he is number one on my list. So we have our top five returning, and now we're going into recruiting. Now in college football, recruiting is kind of the blue blood, or not blue blood, it's the blood of any program that is rebuilding, a program that is reloading, or a program that is just starting to kind of make itself known. And Jimbo Fisher has constantly recruited top classes. He's recruited talent such as the Derwin James, Tavares McFadden, Francois Burns, Thomas. He's recruited these guys, and they're going to possibly be in the NFL later, but these are game changers. So what I'm going to talk about now is kind of the top three, top four uh, true freshmen that I think are going to make immediate impacts, where they're going to make the impact, and kind of how I feel like they're going to kind of be led into the rotation. So we're going to go four, three, two, one, because I'm going to go four. Uh, number four is actually DJ Matthews. Uh, DJ Matthews is a four-star wide receiver. He is from Jacksonville, Florida. He is from Trinity Christian. Now, I say DJ Matthews um, because I think, like I said, they're losing Travis Rudolph. I think they have to have an identity at the wide receiver position. So I think you're going to see them kind of at more of a – wide receiver committee instead of kind of having that number one wide receiver. So I think DJ Matthews, he is that third or fourth wide receiver that you would put in the slot that can kind of make plays, um, kind of like Nyquan Murray, but he's a little bit, but he's bigger. Uh, he can kind of make plays in space. He can run block really well. He was an early enrollee, uh, so he, he enrolled in January. Uh, I do think you are going to see him crack the rotation right away against, um, maybe not against Alabama. I do think, uh, I think you'll see him in Alabama. I don't think you'll see him like a lot, but I think he also has an opportunity to maybe benefit uh, playing in the kick return, maybe punt return, um, you know, special teams. But I do think you will see him, like I said, as that third or fourth wide receiver. And then number three, we're actually going to go with Marvin Wilson. Marvin Wilson he is a five-star D tackle. Uh, he is actually from the state of Texas. He is from uh, Episcopal, Texas, I believe. And um, so it came down to Ohio State, LSU, and Florida State, and he chose to come to Florida State. And he is such a big deal for Florida State because of what they're losing in Demarcus Walker. He can kind of he won't become Demarcus Walker right away. I think he, he's bigger already than Demarcus Walker was and is. But I think what that allows him to, and what I talked to with Brian Burns, is that allows the defensive line, Marvin Wilson, to kind of eat up space and have 
kind of two uh, offensive linemen needed to block him. So it'll free up and create that one-on-one situation on the outside for Brian Burns or Josh Sweat or whoever is there. Uh, and then number two, I'm going to go with Joshua Kando. And Joshua Kando is a five-star defensive end. He was a top 10 player coming out of high school. Um, he was originally from Maryland, um, but he transferred to IMG Academy, which is in that Tampa, uh, Bradenton area. But like I said with Joshua Kando, uh, I do think he's going to be a pure, kind of a pure pass rusher. He's long. Uh, he's kind of a long, athletic pass rusher who's really good at kind of um, ripping and spinning to the outside for a little bit what I've seen. So I think he kind of needs to develop more of an inside pass rush game. But what Florida State does, and like I said with Martin Wilson and Brian Burns, is they create that mismatch, that one-on-one on the outside. So you might not need as many pass rushing um, techniques because it's just you versus a guy that you are smaller than. So you know that you're faster. Uh, you know that you can kind of get to the outside a little bit quicker. Uh, it will be interesting to see if he can kind of develop that inside pass rush a little bit more. Uh, and he'll learn, you know, he'll learn more techniques and all that as he's on campus. And then number one, we have Cam Akers. Cam Akers, he was a running back from Mississippi. He was, some people thought of him as the number one overall player coming out of high school. Um, I think Cam Akers, he's, uh, he's going to... He's going to be Dalvin Cook. Um, not necessarily he's going to have the same career trajectory as Dalvin Cook, but he's going to be asked to do a lot of the same things that Dalvin Cook was asked to do. Um, now, that doesn't mean that he will, um, that things will rely on him as much, but there is that possibility of that happening. So, um, so Cam Akers here. Yeah, so he will be asked to kind of um, rotate in and out. Um, but he will be asked to contribute in the running game as well as the passing game. Um, I think he will have to work kind of on his um, his pass blocking. But I do think Cam Akers is really important to this offense because Jacquez Patrick, I don't think he kind of... I think he fits the, the system more to a kind of rotation. But I think Cam Akers fits the system to a T of what... Um, Jimbo Fisher looks for in his in his running backs. So, uh, so Florida State fans, there's a lot to be thankful for when it comes to your players, what you're getting, um, what's coming this year, as well as you know looking forward to the next recruiting class. Um, so, looking at the schedule uh, of 2017, I actually have Florida State at 10 and two. Or eleven and one. Now eleven and one uh, is with a loss to Alabama. I think Alabama is still the most talented team in college football. Um, I think you know Alabama has a secondary to beat those kind of um, kind of those new wide receivers that Florida State has. They have the front seven to compete with the Florida State offensive line, which has really been lackluster, which really has to uh, improve because. Obviously, if the offensive line does not improve, um, Alabama will just be able to kind of tee off on DeAndre Francois and limit Jacquez Patrick as well as Cam Akers. Um, but the the rest of the season, I think Florida State has the possibility to win the rest, and or they could lose one to like Clemson, Miami, 
or you know one of the other teams that they do play. Uh, but overall, I do think 10-2, 11-1. I do think you are going to see them win their conference. I think they, you know, they are the best team in the ACC. I do also think that you will see them in the playoff scenario as a second, you know, whatever seed they are. I do think they are going to be in the playoffs. So there's a lot to look forward to if you are a Florida State fan. Uh, with this season, there's a lot of hype this season. They are replacing a lot, but there is still a lot to be excited for. Again, this has been um, the beginning to the State of Florida football series. This is JV Radio. My name is Jamie Edwards. I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, give me any feedback on Facebook. You can message me as well as text me. Uh, so I thank you very much for listening. Have a great night. Now she ASAP. Be no so excessive. She asking why you say that.